0: I'm not surprised. <laughs> I keep saying, man, I don't throw in hope. I aim in fire. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the he wants. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho, Ho, H to the O, V. I used to move snowflakes. Welcome to the first ever episode of The Casuals on the 610 Podcast Network. I'm your host, Aiden LaCourie. Normally, I'd be joined alongside a certain anonymous Tony Ferguson fan, but he is unable to join me for this inaugural episode. Um, So I will be doing the show solo today. Uh, Before we really preview the upcoming action and uh, all the news and notes from the world of MMA, just a little bit about our show. When we uh, created this network, uh, we really wanted to talk about things that were close to us, uh, important to us and things that we were true fans of so I immediately threw out the idea of creating uh, the network's MMA show and it was a uh, happily quickly created I got into MMA with the rise of Conor McGregor hence I think really the name the casuals and it's true is we, we, we don't this show we're not going to try and act as though we know more than um, fighting experts or we're not going to try and uh break down the stylistic matchups and all that nonsense. No, we're we're truly just casuals of the game. We uh we follow the social media antics. We uh we 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 base a lot on the eye test. Um we know what fighters we like, we know what fighters we don't, and we're really just gonna break it down from a truly uh a fan perspective, all that the world, MMA and specifically the UFC, has to offer. Um as I said earlier, I will normally be joined um by anonymous Tony Ferguson fan. He's unable to do it today. So um, you guys will meet him in future episodes. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the action. Tomorrow, UFC 254, it's Khabib v. Gaethje um, for the undisputed lightweight strap. Um, Khabib, 28-0. Gaethje, Dana White, UFC billing him as the most violent man in the UFC. Khabib, Vegas gives him minus 300 odds. Gaethje you're looking at plus 280 sometimes as high as like plus 330 it's all over the place as with every fight Khabib's the heavy favorite um I think there's a legitimate case to be made that he is one of the most dominant fighters if not the most dominant fighter of all time he mauls his opponents this has all been said Gaethje has the best shot of beating him out of any of his opponents um many have said that I think it is true I think it's slightly getting overhyped in a way. Gaethje's wrestling background, he wrestled in college. A lot of people are saying, oh, he has this wrestling background. He, he might be the best, with the combination of power punching, the combination of the boxing, truly, of Gaethje, and just the sheer violence that he has, but this calculated violence, combined with that wrestling background, he might be the one to uh, finally beat Khabib, be, but I'm not buying it. Uh, if we're going to be completely honest, I I don't buy it. Gaethje's been taken down before in the UFC by wrestlers who are far less talented than Khabib. Um, I, there, there's definitely a game plan to beating Khabib, but many have tried it and all have failed. I, I don't see what's different. I mean, Poirier... I, I was reading the article today on The Athletic, and it's true, is Poirier's jujitsu is better than Gaethje's wrestling. And, and, I mean, Poirier got Khabib in the guillotine, and nothing happened with it. That was the closest I think I, we've ever seen Khabib to re, truly losing a fight, and it didn't work. Gaethje said he's probably going to attack the legs, which is probably going to be the strategy, but that's an, always a dangerous tactic. Gaethje's coach, Trevor Whitman, um, truly hyping up this secret weapon that he has that he hasn't utilized till now. I, I truly don't know what that could be. I mean, Gaethje's best chance is going to be knocking Khabib out early. It's just so hard to envision based on everything we've seen from Khabib. I know Gaethje's truly changed in the, uh, since coming off those back-to-back KO losses where he truly is this calculated killer. He has that mentality of he can just lose it and just go all out, just absolutely put his put his chin on the line um, if he needs to. A lot of people are hyping up the Tony Ferguson performance. I understand that. He looked dominant. He he truly dominated. But I mean, Tony gets hit. That's the whole point. That that whole fight was. It was really interesting looking back on it. A lot of people weren't surprised by the law. Lo- the the Tony loss and the Gaethje win. Tony gets hit. Tony's whole thing is he can take shots and he eats them. And he keeps coming. But, I mean, Gaethje was throwing bombs. Tony was eating them. But that's what Tony does. I don't see Khabib getting hit. I think it, it goes to the ground. Um, Gaethje said himself at the press conference with Dana. Um, and Khabib, if he finds himself on the fence, yeah, he's toast. I, I mean, I just don't see Khabib losing. I, I, I personally, I hate Khabib, Connor fan. There's no denying the talent, the dominance. Um, the talk. I mean, the talk of him being the GOAT. If he finishes 30-0, that's a legitimate conversation. Uh, the one thing I found interesting in the build-up to this fight is this is, I think, the first time with a Khabib fight you're seeing him and just everyone around him talking about future fights. I feel as though you only see that. You hear it with Conor. Heck, you even see that um, with John Jones. Uh, you see that with Israel Adesanya in some ways. There's always a the talk of, well, if he gets through him. Khabib, it's it's largely been focusing on that fight, focus on Conor, focusing on Poirier. But he's talking about GSP. And we'll get into the GSP-Conor fight down the line. But that's the only thing that I feel like I've seen different from Khabib, is there's this focus on the future rather than just, as well, I mean, he, clearly he's focusing on the fight at hand, but there's definitely a little more talk about the future, which is interesting, saying that Gaethje is probably his toughest opponent. If I had to pick, I'm, I'm going to go with Khabib by submission in the third. Um, the other interesting fight I want to talk about on that card is Rob Whitaker versus uh, Jared Cannonier Winner, large probably fights Izzy um, for that middleweight strap. Obviously, Izzy already dispensed of Rob Whitaker um, by knockout in the second. The first time before that would be a rematch. I think I think the set, the rematch of Whitaker versus Adesanya. I don't think Adesanya wants that. I think he's already disposed of him. He wants kind of near, He wants kind of like that last um, real name in that division to dispose of them before making the move up to light heavyweight. But I I do think the rematch would go differently. What I want to see it. Izzy is just at a different level than any of his peers in that division. Um, the Costa fight proved that. The Costa fight was probably what Izzy fans were definitely the most worried about, just his size, and, and Izzy just absolutely neutralized him. The counter-striking was brilliant. The game plan was brilliant. It, Izzy, Izzy really is something to watch. Uh, he, he's a true talent. Uh, he continues to prove the doubters wrong. So he called out Cannonier. If Cannonier wins this fight, and I don't know what the exact Vegas lines are, but if he wins this fight, he will be fighting Izzy. I, I don't. Izzy wants to fight one more time this year? That's probably looking at a January, February fight, to be completely honest. Um, the only way Cannonier doesn't get that fight with a win is if it's a terrible performance, which I doubt happens. So Cannonier wins, he gets the belt. Whitaker, I think it's a little more interesting. That could jumpstart Izzy's move to light heavyweight. But I, I, I would not mind seeing a Whitaker kind near fight. And my prediction on the fight, I, I do think Whitaker wins. I think he does kind of upset that plans. And then Izzy's going to truly have a decision to make um, relative to whether he wants to make the move up to light heavyweight challenge for that Jan Blahovich belt, or does he risk the rematch with Whitaker? I think that, I mean, Izzy should win. Izzy should win that that, that rematch with Whitaker. I, I don't see anything that Whitaker can do differently. Whitaker more than likely won't be as aggressive um, coming in, but I mean, I think Izzy's just at a level above everyone else. But those are the two big fights for for this weekend. Obviously, Card starts at 2. Khabib um, Gaethje, though. Whitaker, Kananir. You have a possible GOAT fighting against his hardest matchup, and then you got the future, really, of that middleweight division. Um relative to who's fighting Israel Adesanya next. Um real quick before I move forward. Back to Khabib Gaethje. That lightweight division, I mean it's definitely an interesting spot cuz Khabib's openly talked about it. it's 30 and 0 and done. So let's say let's say he disposes of Gaethje, right? He beats Gaethje. He's 29 and 0. He he largely has one fight left. Now, what the UFC more than likely is going to push for is they want that kind of rematch. It's, the money's there, but Khabib has largely just absolutely denied that. He does not seem to want that. He has no interest. He's an advocate for GSP. So, I don't know where that fight takes place. I don't know if GSP wants I don't know why GSP would. Um, GSP said that's the only fight that interests him is Khabib. I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm just talking about the future, there. So then you obviously have Gaethje, who would be coming off the title loss. Poirier McGregor, January twenty third. That's all the rumors, and it seems like it's heading in a positive direction. Knock on wood. And then you got Tony Ferguson coming off that brutal loss, but he's been actively looking for someone to fight. Maybe one last run. Michael Chandler, new addition, former former Bellator champ. Um, he is the fill-in for tomorrow's fight. Doesn't look like he's going to be needed, but he's there in Abu Dhabi. You got Charles Oliveira, who I love, underrated, in my opinion, one of the more underrated fighters in the promotion, but he just doesn't have the name value. And then you got Dan Hooker, who's coming um, off of a pretty brutal loss against Dustin Poirier, where he got absolutely bit up. But he's talking with Nick Diaz on Twitter. There's just a lot going on with this division. I think... You're looking at more likely, Porri, let's say Poirier and McGregor happens. I think Poirier McGregor gets the next title shot. The winner that deserved, deservedly, I think, gets the next title shot versus whoever it is. I think the division gets a little bit in flux if Khabib goes on to fight GSP to weight or 170 or just like a one of. I don't know. But the division could be in flux in the next year or so depending on what happens with Khabib. Um, the fights that I would book, I think, obviously, let's say, poor Ian McGregor. I'm fighting Tony Ferguson and Michael Chandler. I, I don't think Tony Ferguson has anything to gain by this fight, to be honest. Just name value. But the UFC is at, seems very apt to try and throw Michael Chandler right into the fire, really expose him to the fan base. I mean, if they're putting him to the alternate, it shows that they clearly think he's already at a championship level. Um, yeah, I think that's really the only real option. I don't know what Dan Hooker's deal is. I think a Hooker-Ree Allier, excuse me, Charles Oliveira fight. That's just kind of the next two in line. That's what I'd like to see. Although I I, I truly, too, feel bad for Tony Ferguson. He had the, the Poirier fight left, uh, lined up, was advocating for more money for Dustin Poirier, make it happen on this card. That would essentially be the winner of that, gets the winner for uh, Khabib Gaethje. But obviously, stuff is going to ride. Poirier is now expected to fight Conor McGregor. And Ferguson's kind of just left out there, and uh, I saw a poll on Twitter, and it was, who would you like to see uh, Khabib fight, assuming that he wins? Essentially for the last fight, and it was Connor rematch, a Dustin Poirier rematch, Tony Ferguson or GSP, and GSP won the poll, but I would still say Tony Ferguson. That fight has to happen. Um, Gaethje was a bad matchup for Tony Ferguson in hindsight. He, threw too many, he throws so many bombs. Tony eats some, but he just could only take it for so long. Tony does his best work on his back. He had the two weight cuts going in for whatever reason because he's Tony Ferguson. Everyone says, oh, what's the Tony Ferguson. But two weight cuts is going to kill you going to get you fired. I want to see if Ferguson could be one less time running around. I hope that happens before Khabib eventually retires. So, the name I mentioned there, my guy, Conor McGregor. I mean will the fight happen will Connor commit to the fight what's Connor's future so essentially on twitter coach John Kavanaugh, Connor McGregor's coach is talking it up like it's going to happen Connor's talking it up Dana said they just need to finalize some paperwork so let's just assume that this is happening on January 23rd Connor's saying he's he picked Poirier in preparation for a Manny Pacquiao fight both of them are southpaws that gives him that 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 training for that Connor looks good he's been training at least on social media he looks good he wants it in, in, uh, in Dallas at AT&T Stadium, home of the Cowboys. Fans are allowed. I think that would be a good idea of trying to find a way to get fans um, into the thing for Connor's return. But I'm just going to focus on the fight because I'm, I'm going to will into existence. I think it does happen. This is a damn good fight for all the nonsense people are talking about. Oh, Connor's picking and his opponents he wants for um, the uh, Cowboy fight. This is this is not a freaking easy fight for him. This is this is the top guy behind Yechi and Khabib in my opinion. Maybe Tony's there, but I mean Dustin is a freaking good fighter. Dustin is a fucking good fighter. I mean, Dustin's really had a career turnaround. I mean, on and off, but he the, the Khabib fight everyone seems overmatching against Khabib and Dustin far. I mean, he I brought up the guillotine earlier. It's probably the closest we've seen to Khabib ever really looking like he was in trouble. And then you got him against that Dan Hooker fight, which I think is arguably the fight of the year. Um he Dustin has proven that he can beat the best of the best. This is a matchup between two excellent strikers. I don't see it going to the mat despite Dustin's jiu-jitsu skill. And Connor's underrated ground game. It's not good, but it, it the the Connor ground game thing is blown. All I know is this is a damn good fight. I'm willing into existence, praying it happens. Connor, I think um, would, is the slight favorite in that, but phew, that is a freaking banger to open up uh, 2020. And really, it does set up, the issue is, it, it really does set up the next in line for fighting for the belt. Because if Poirier does that, he disposes of Hooker and McGregor, let's say that happens, right? It, he he gets another shot at the belt, simple as that. If Connor wins, you already know the UFC is going to be frothing at the mouth trying to get him a title shot. The issue is what Conor wants. If Conor's serious about this Pacquiao fight and he wins this, it's probably going to be like another m- multiple-month light-off again for him, which is, it is frustrating to think about, from MMA, that is. He he seems to be taking this fight in preparation for Manny and not for fighting for the belt, but who knows what happens if Khabib wants it. All that nonsense, we'll see. Obviously, it was that concludes, in a way, our lightweight talk, but there's a bunch of interesting divisions. I want to focus on featherweight. Um, past weekend... Korean Zombie got absolutely sliced up by Brian Ortega. I mean, everyone said on Twitter, and it's so true. Brian Ortega's strength is his wrestling jujitsu ability, and he shredded Korean Zombie on the feet. The spinning elbow was gorgeous. Um, Korean Zombie was not the same after the spinning elbow. He looked like he was sleepwalking through the fight. I turned to my friends who I was watching with him and said, He's concussed, uh, like, badly. He said as much on Twitter. Brian Ortega is going to get Alexander Volkanovsky for the featherweight belt. I was in the rare minority. I did think Volk won the fight against Max Holloway. The rematch, that is. Not because I thought he actually won, just based on MMA scoring. I thought he took three of the rounds, the last three. Obviously, that was a lot controversial, but that division is really interesting. I want to get into it because Volkanovsky-Ortega, I think I'll, I'll talk about it more when HWF is on the show, but that's that's a tough fight because if if that's Ortega we seen the Ortega we saw against Korean Zombie looks like a guy who's a champion. But beyond that, you got Yair, uh, Yair Rodriguez and Zabi, right? The uh, Dana has been trying to book that for months. It seems I'm assuming that fight's still going to happen. You could argue that they're next in line. Winner of that, um, and that just the the key here is that everyone talks about it, Max Holloway's kind of left out because. Max Holloway is arguably one of the best featherweights of all time. Um, Which truly had a great run as, when he was champion. But he's lost three out of his last four. He lost twice to the champion, regardless of if people thought he did. Uh, Yair and Zabit seem to like they're already booked for each other. Um, Korean Zombie's coming off a tough loss. You only really leave him with, I'm looking at it, it's Calvin Qatar. I'm a big Calvin Katara guy. And that would be a great fight. But it goes back to how does this help Max? And I don't think he can t- contend at lightweight. He's just in a really tough position where if the fight went his way like many expected in the rematch, you're probably looking at a trilogy with Vol- Volkanovski. Volk- he, but he's kind of out of championship contention for now. Because realistically, Ortega's ahead of him. Winner of the Yair beat is probably ahead of him. So he's fighting guys ranked in the middle, like that that five to eight range, and and that's not where we're expected to see Max Holloway. But I think that's what he's gonna have to do. If you're looking at it, the logical matchups are him versus Qatar, I think. But Max Holloway seems to kind of be in a lose-lose situation. A win against Qatar, I don't think, helps him that much, and a loss just kind of furthers his demise in a way. Um, just also want to give a shout out in his division, uh, my guy Bryce Mitchell is fighting on Halloween. I truly think he's going to be the rising star. It's obviously a trendy pick, say he is, but the shit he can do on the ground is freaking absurd. Um, I think he's going to. I, I think he will be fast tracked sooner rather than later. Other interesting divisions. Uh, I mean, really heavyweight. I it's just always so stalled up. It's so frustrating. Francis Ngannou complaining on Twitter that he hasn't fought in when he in years almost. It seems because when he has, it's been thirty second destructions. There's really only three names in the division. It's obviously Stipe the champion, greatest heavyweight of all time. John Jones finally moving up. That's Ossiden and Francis. So Stipe's supposed to been hurt. Been dealing with some surgeries, which is further delaying it. My personal opinion is what everyone else thinks. I, I think it's a Stipe versus Francis fight. And then winner gets John Jones. Now, granted that pushes John Jones probably the timetable for his return even further. But just given more time to prepare, Francis really does deserve that shot. Um, I believe he's running just a four-fight 4, four fight knockout streak. Utterly really absurd. He's the scariest man on the planet. He deserves another touch shot. He's worked since his loss, um, against Stepe. We, granted, haven't been able to see his wrestling, um, and despite the Derek Lewis fight didn't show it, and then his, the, um, Overeem fight, the Strike fight, um, The Kane fight, none of those fights really showed if he's shown any improvement since his loss to Stipe, but I think you have to see it the way that dude's been performing. Um, Almost two years removed from the loss. Definitely has improved because he really got into MMA only like a half decade ago. Um, I'm excited to see John Jones in the division. I hope his recent struggles in a way, because I think you can make a legitimate case that he lost to Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes. Have been more to do a lack of motivation and just kind of getting content with where you're at rather than actual demise because he looked great in the in return. Anthony Smith was so-so, but Santos and Reyes like, I had to legitimately go back and watch it because Reyes, I had Dominic Reyes winning the fight and Santos I was like, I would not be surprised if this doesn't go John Jones' way. He just doesn't look as motivated. I'm hoping the move to heavy white um, truly reinvigorates his passion for the sport and we can really see that John Jones um, pre that second Lengthy suspension, and then there's always Israel Adesanya out there, but I think that's still a while away. Last division I want to touch on bantamweight. I just want to give props to Dana for finally booking Peter, Peter Jan versus Alderman Sterling. It's the fight to make Corey Sanhagen save us because I feel as though the way was trending, Marlon Murray is definitely we have the shot with a win, but Sanhagen um, kicked him into the nether realm and just destroyed him luckily saving us from that fate kind of looks as though Sanhagen versus Edgar might be the fight to make and that's the second line I don't know all I know is Jan Vialjo is happening and I'm happy that's going to do it for the first episode of the casuals thank you guys for tuning in I know it was just a short little 20 minute episode just kind of previewing the upcoming slate um in the future I will have my co-host with me you'll get a little more banter a little more discussion um excited for you guys to accompany us on this journey and uh We'll see you next week, hopefully, for our recap of UFC 254.